the sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. And it is time for our regular chat with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. You sound like you got a little bit of a cold. I was talking too loudly last night. Oh, so you're just a little horse. Horse. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So um, the rumor on the street, you know, you hear these rumblings all the time, that things have slowed down a bit in the real estate marketplace, at least locally. So this is what I say when people ask me about that. I say, now, imagine that you're driving on an open highway and you are traveling down the road for many, many, many hundreds of miles at 100 miles an hour. Now you slow down to 65 miles an hour. You're still going at a really good pace above (laughs) the speed limit, above the norm, but it feels like you're crawling because you're not going as crazy fast as you were going, okay? So that's like my analogy of the market. Yes, it is absolutely not as crazy, thank God, that it was two months ago. Because as you know, there were a lot of buyers that got really defeated over and over and over and deflated and disgusted and jumped out of the whole market and said, this is not for me. I am, I just, I'm sick of competing. I'm sick of being one of many, many offers. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of going 25 over and still not being enough. You know, I mean, it was, it it was really crazy. Nerve wracking, I think is what I Nerve wracking. And so are houses still selling? They absolutely are. Are they still selling at really good prices? They absolutely are. Now, are people going as crazy as they were a few months ago? They're not. But that's going to be good for everybody. Okay? Well, that was unsustainable anyway. It was. And we said that week after week, didn't we? Right. We said this has to come to an end. It just cannot keep up at this pace. People are still getting... And market values have not dropped. So when people say, oh, prices are going down, oh, no, 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 no. Prices are most definitely not going down. Um, I think nationally, prices are up like 18% year over year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Within our local CMAR, our southeast Minnesota region, we are our average year over year median sale price is up 7.9 percent so almost eight percent and at the gwaltney group our average sale price is up 17.7 percent year over year oh my so gosh. We're, more, we're more in line with the national so we're we're definitely getting people high prices right and yes. we're definitely getting good good money for houses so I will not say that anybody's losing money on their houses. They may not. Everybody's making money. Prices are up. And I cannot say that loudly enough and enough times because I don't want people to think, oh, geez, I missed the boat. Now my my house is going to go down in value. It's not going down. You might not have 16 people fighting for it, but you are going to get somebody who's going to pay you what it's worth. What is the old saying? It's all relative, right? It's all relative, yes. And, and so what you're telling you know, me as well is if I compare this to what is traditionally a 
I don't know. And what do you get? The term used, balanced market, is that correct? Right, yes. So we're still not a balanced market. We're still we're on still the sellers. Still yeah. seller's market, okay. Absolutely. Um, what people are reading, they, you know, people tend to just pick up on some negative headlines or a few words and then they think that the whole market's falling apart. So, I mean, I read an article about there's no houses available for us flippers. You know, there's people that make a living buying houses, flipping them, and then turning them around and selling them to somebody else. And there's nothing to be found for those guys to buy and flip. Well, I mean, again, nothing lasts forever, you know, just like that foreclosure market. So I'd say to those people, now maybe you just become a remodeler if those are your skills and help those people who bought houses that were in disrepair because it's all they could get their hands on. I mean, there's going to be work. It might just shift a little bit. Sure. And that the flippers market is a sign of an unbalanced market, right? That Correct. You know, there's a gap in there that they can somehow operate in. Yeah. Flippers struggle to find enough fixer uppers. Well, yeah, because even people who are looking to find houses to live in were having a hard time, right? But as you said, the the perfect niche for them now would be the person who buys the fixer upper for the elevated price is still going to need somebody to come in there and actually right. do the fixing up. Exactly. So there's going to be work. It's just going to shift a little bit um, to what what scope of work they're doing. Sure. Basically. Um, so, you know, if we think about it, home buyers have flooded the market everywhere, right? And uh, because of that foreclosure moratorium, that definitely removed some potential inventory. Some people who may have lost their houses because they lost their jobs didn't. So that that piece of pie is not there, not available. Thank goodness, because that means those homeowners were, were able yeah. to survive and stay in their homes. So, you know, these investors who are so eager to flip is because, of course, money's so cheap. But only, I think, 2.7% of home sales um, during the first quarter of this year were flips, which is a really low, low number. But that's good to Interesting, me. That, yeah. means, that means that people who needed houses were getting them and, instead. And, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So we've seen a, you know, I'm not going to use the term, we've seen a moderation of the market, maybe, um, from where we were earlier in the summer where things were insane. We use that term a lot. Right. Well, so year over year, uh, throughout our whole MLS, closed sales are down 2.2%. Down 2.2%. Okay. Not up, but they're 2.2% less, okay, than last year at this time. And our sales, Gwaltney Group sales, were actually up 10.7%. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, we've been busy, really busy. So I'm very, very happy about that. Are, are we in one of those patterns of the year now where we saw it in early June when school first got out and now school's back in session? Does that signal another cycle in the market? It does, because you know what? This last month when people have said, wow, where is everybody? Where are the buyers? Nobody's at the open house. I'll tell you where they are. They're enjoying that last month of summer vacation. Oh, yeah. Getting those kids back off to college, getting the little ones ready for school. And now people are starting. We see this every year. This has nothing to do with pandemic. It has nothing to do with our low inventory. It just has something to do with the pattern of people's lifestyle. Every year after people's kids get back in school and people kind of fall back into that 
routine, it's like, all right, now we should really focus. If we're gonna move or we're gonna sell this house or we're gonna buy our bigger house, we should get that done now before the snow falls and it's 20 below zero. (laughs) Which is way too soon. It's a short window. It's a small window, unfortunately. I mean, realistically, you know, we probably have Months. October, all, the rest of September, all of October and November that are going to be really good selling months. And then December will be up until the last week when it's the holidays. So the selling season is not over. It has not come to an end. And quite frankly, I expect to see a spike in business here in the next three to four weeks. Okay. That so seems think, so. You can mark my word, okay? So last year yeah, the I whole thing got out of go up. things got out of sync because you were busy all winter long when you normally aren't really busy exactly, all winter long. Exactly because our spring market started after all the COVID things lightened up, right? Oh sure. So instead of our spring market starting in February last year, our spring market got started in like June, right? Yep. So June, July, August, September, October. I mean, it was just a crazy. Oh, it was so busy. <laughs> busy, busy, good. I mean, I'm not complaining at all. Yep. I, Insane was the word we used. I remember those yes. weeks when we would talk about this, and you were working fourteen-hour days, and oh, it's just crazy. And it was even dark when you got home in the middle of summer when it's staying light yeah. until nine thirty at night. And the older I get, the more I notice it. Yes, the more noticeable it is. I bet. I bet. So we're talking with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results, and we have to take a really quick break. Back in just a few seconds here on News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Come back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome back. We're talking Rochester Real Estate, of course. Robin Gwaltney's here from Gwaltney Group Remax Results, and we're still seeing, I think I saw another headline last week, Robin, about a record low for mortgage rates again. Yes, mortgage rates are super low, but unfortunately, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. The other thing that goes kind of hand in hand with it is um, mortgage demand actually has hit a two-month low now. Oh, that might have driven the the rates lower then. uh, I think that's probably why they've stayed a little lower longer than maybe anticipated initially. But you know what? With good comes bad, and we just have to look at the glass half full, right? So, yes, those lenders are probably not doing quite as many mortgages, but they're probably spending more time with their kids. They're also (laughs) not working the 14- and 18-hour days. So um, year over year, the gauge of housing demand as far as the mortgage applications, there's a lot of cash buyers. Keep that. That plays a part, too. So. Uh, and to win in the multiples, there has had to be a lot more cash buyers. And I want to clarify because people are like, wow, why don't I have stacks and stacks of cash and I can't go buy a house? These people who are buying cash are typically taking the equity out of the home that they currently live in or they're borrowing against the 401k or you know other money that they already have. And then they get that money Sometimes they get that money, they buy the house, then they put that money back because they've got two months to do that. 
and then they convert it to a mortgage because they'll do what it takes to win in multiple oh, offers. Oh, sure. So when we talk about mortgage demand being down 18%, people are like, whoa, almost 20% less people are buying houses. No, 18% fewer mortgages, but it doesn't relate directly to the amount of houses that are being purchased because of the, you know, thinking outside the box and using more non-traditional ways to buy the houses. And also that doesn't address the size of the mortgages as well. The dollar amount could still be way, way up there. It's probably higher, even though there are less mortgages, because when you talk about nationally prices going up 18%, well, people are borrowing traditionally 18% more, right? Sure. So, yeah. And also, just logic tells you there had to be a moderation of this at some point. We mm-hmm. This has been going crazy since, what, the spring of 2020. I, I have honestly lost track. I don't know. I was, I was writing an email to my team yesterday, and I was talking about, it's already September 10th, and I'm thinking, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, how did that happen? But here we are. Here we are, yeah. Headed towards another, well, no, we have a few months left. We just discussed that. We have at least three months of before the snow flies, or hopefully before the snow flies. But um, Yeah, I think so. So the, just, the, I just wanted to say one more thing about mortgages. Yes, absolutely. Before I get off track. Um, the average interest rate on a 30-year mortgage over the board is still hovering right at 3%. Okay. Okay, so rates are still phenomenal. Um, there's more and more houses coming on the market, which is a great sign because you can still go out there, get that fantastic mortgage rate, and now not have to fight with a whole bunch of other people, maybe one or two, maybe not if you move quick. So huh. it's good. It's still a really good, good time to be a buyer. So those, okay? so those folks who stepped away back in the summer when it was really super stressful, they might have, uh, they might have lucked out and made the right decision. And guess what? That's exactly the surge I expect to see in the next three to four weeks. Those people who haven't given up that idea or that dream of buying a new house, but just had to step back and take a breath. And now it's like, okay, things are better. This is going to be easier. I'm still going to get a really good deal on my loan. And I'm going to be thrilled at the end of the day. That that sounds like a fantastic outcome from all that. Yes. I know there's a house near me that was on the market for over two weeks, almost three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. But they were asking quite a bit for it, too. Were they? Yeah. And it sold? It did sell, yeah. Okay, good. So I haven't so, heard how much, though. Well, you'll be able to tell once it's, once right. it's closed. Yep. But um, if you if you want to know, you can just call me after it's closed and I can look at it. <laughs> that was kind of I my get, barometer. I was kind of watching I get that. Calls. I get calls. People will ask me, like... Hey, can you just check on something for me? I, I noticed that the sales sign went or the sold sign went up, and I'm just curious. And I say, well, once it's closed, while it's pending, I cannot sure. give that information, even if I know it. But once it's closed, then it becomes public information, and then I'm happy to tell you. But that was my little barometer locally, and I had a lot of um, neighbors commenting, "Oh, look, that house is still there, and it hasn't sold." And I said, "But look at the asking price." And I said, "I, yeah, I think that was my two weeks, people. <laughs> two weeks, and that is so true. People are so discouraged if their house isn't sold in hours, and it makes me feel so bad. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I sometimes go to bed so stressed out because 
Oh, my last text of the day will be somebody saying, is my house ever going to sell? And I'm like, we've been on the market 10 days, you know, but it's real. It's real because they've watched their friends and neighbors sell their house in in a day or a few hours. And so now they're feeling like, oh, we missed our chance. The irony of that is I look at that going, if my house sold in a day, that stresses me out. Yeah, right. Well, you get, that's why I tell people when we put that house on the market, you need to be ready to make the move because chances are you've got 30 days and you're out of here. Right. So None I had this. a few things. I had one house that I had um, listed out in Iota and it was a really nice house. It was in the high threes and got it sold, you know, right off the right out of the gate. And a couple weeks before closing, we get a call from the. Uh, agent that was representing the buyer saying his financial situation has changed he no longer qualifies for the loan oh no well my sellers were so stressed out because they're like now the hot market is gone and we have our new house almost ready to be moved into so we put it back on the market it no longer looks staged and beautiful it has boxes everywhere the first agent that showed it wrote him an offer they're as happy as can be that's fantastic they're right back on track to close exactly when they want to so everything is and then so no they didn't miss the boat they didn't miss out on the market (laughs) everything worked everything is going to be all right all right we're talking with robin gwaltney with gwaltney group remax results this morning and we'll be back in just a moment on news talk 1340 KROC am 96.9 fm we'll be right back with robin gwaltney and andy brownell on rochester real estate this is news talk 1340 KROC am and 96.9 fm Susan. welcome back to rochester real estate with robin gwaltney from gwaltney group remax results and andy brownell on rochester's news talk 1340 KROC am and 96.9 fm welcome back Another uh, beautiful weekend, another summer weekend for us, Robin. Gotta yes. uh, gotta enjoy these while they are while we have them. That's for sure. And uh, what a great weekend to go out and look at some houses, right? You understand you have some listings to share with us. Well, I do, and you know what? I can give you a double good reason to get out. You could drive to Wabasha and you could go check out Septemberfest, walk up and down, and look at all the beautiful fall stuff that's on display. And there is a great opportunity there uh, for an investment property. At 712 Jefferson Avenue, I've got a big two-unit, so a duplex, basically, that was built back in 1900 as a church. And it was divided into a duplex. And each uh, unit has, I think, about mm, 800 square feet. They have a main floor and an upstairs maybe a little bigger than that, maybe a thousand square feet. Anyway, each unit has two bedrooms and a bathroom and a kitchen and a living room. So somebody could live in one half and rent out the other half, or you could just own it as an investment property and rent out both halves. I know that one of the renters there has been renting there for 22 years. Wow. Solid gold rental history. Um, That's 174.9. Wow. That's... I think yeah, this is the first. I think this is the first time you've brought an investment property yeah, to the radio so program. A, yeah. Okay. And this is a hot little one. So one seventy four yeah. nine. You can own. You can have two renters, or you can live in one half and have one renter pay your mortgage payment. So <laughs> great deal. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I've got another nice, affordable, great little house at nine twenty nine Eighth Avenue Southeast. 
two bedroom, two bath, two car garage built in the late 30s. And it is um, another little dollhouse. It's about 800 square feet, but you know, it's 189.9. Okay. I've got, um, let's see here. 1313 River Drive. We're back over in Wabasha. So, again, come check out September. <laughs> um, 1313 River Drive. So, this house sits... I don't know if you ever knew the Idlauer. Did you ever know the Idlauer in Wabasha? No. Okay. So, a flooring dairy. It's a nice little uh, road that has got houses on both sides. And one side has, like, the backwaters of the Mississippi in their backyard. And that... This one does have that side. Oh, it's on the okay. water side. has a big, deep backyard and a little garden shed back there. Three beds, three baths, two-car attached garage, built in 1993. has a newer um, three-season deck or porch put on the back with all the maintenance-free decking that looks out over the backwaters. And that one is 365. Wow. Do you have access to the water from those kind of properties? Um, some of them you do. This one, I think there's like a shared dock. Some of the oh, ones yeah. further down have like private docks and stuff, but yeah. It's but I know there's nice. regulations on that. So I was Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Fish and game and DNR, yeah. they all get... They all have their say for sure. But you can still fish from your backyard if you want. Oh, heavens. Oh, yes. Yes, you can. And then just enjoy the scenery. I mean, that's, to me, there's something so calming about just looking out your window at the river. At the water, yeah. There definitely is. Yeah, at the water. All right. So we've got one at 2409 Northern Hills Court, northeast in Rochester. And this one is a four-bed, three-bath, two-car garage, built in 1974. Sort of a... Um, you know the mid-century modern look yep. and it was uh it's 429.9 and that one is a 2200 well, almost 2300 square foot house that sits on just under a third of an acre so there you go that's There's a nice, a nice size lot for a city lot yeah. yeah it is and then we've got one at 428 16th Avenue Southwest. I got you all over town. You Southeast, do. Northwest, <laughs> Southeast. I'm in every quadrant plus Wabasha. So I'm trying to keep track. We've got one at 428 16th Avenue Southwest. And that one's a four bed, two bath, one car garage because we're in Old Southwest, right? It's got 2,200 square feet. It's on a smaller uh, lot, 0.2. But again, that's where we are. And it's four sixty nine nine. So we've got that one available. Is that on the west side of the highway, or that it's still on the east side of the highway? No, it's still on the east side. Yeah, it is sixteenth. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Behind McDonald's, or you know, yep. across from McDonald's, behind KFC over there. Gotcha. Um, Eight ten Foxcroft Circle. This has been a hot little number. This one is five twenty nine nine, and it's got a two car garage. It was built in nineteen ninety three. It's got three beds and four baths. Now, <laughs> people ask me, could there be a fourth bedroom? And yes, there is a place in the lower level if you didn't want the whole thing as your family room, could be a fourth bedroom. But this was an empty nester couple who didn't need it. You know, they had a nice big open space for entertaining instead. So beautiful house full of upgrades and just impeccable condition. So that one's 529.9. In Foxcroft, yeah. 810 Foxcroft Circle Southwest. And then I have another one in Foxcroft. Oh, okay. The last one. 
1117 Kennett Lane Southwest. And that one is 5799. And that one has three beds, three baths. It's a walkout ranch, three car garage, built in 1998 and has just about 3,000 square feet, sits on over a half acre on a cul-de-sac. Very nice. So there you go. If you want to spend anywhere between 174 and <laughs> 579, those are all new listings within the last week. So when I tell you there are more and more listings coming on the market, there really are. And those rates are still great. So jump in, you know, get that pre-approval, come take a look at some of these listings. Call me just for advice. I, I met a young man Friday that, um, Thursday or Friday, I don't even know. But anyway, he was just out of call. So it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And then we, you know, of course, put him in touch with the lender. He just said to me, where do I start? What do I do? Right. You know, it's all new. It's all new. And that's what we're here for is to guide you through the process. So clearly, anytime I can answer any question regarding um, real estate in any aspect, I mean, I'm going to go visit one of my past clients next week to talk about should we finish our basement? Does that make sense? Is the value there if we do it? If we do it, how should we finish it? What's important to have? So anything that's related to real estate in, in any form, I'm happy to answer questions, to guide you, to help you in any way that I can. Full service, right? That's right. Okay. Proud of Very proud of it. And uh, you mentioned we can call you, but you have to give us the phone number. You should have it memorized, Andy. 507-259-4926. That's my cell phone. I always have it with me. And believe me when I tell you, I answer it. All right, Robin. Thanks again and have a, the rest of a great weekend. Okay, thank you. All right, that's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. <laughs>